On today's episode of PolicyWise, we'll be throwing things over to the young people from Madera to talk about all things Vaccinate 58. Please enjoy hearing from Beto, Jaylee, Jax, Ja-Ray, and Alexia about their experiences throughout the pandemic and the importance of getting vaccinated. Because no one is alone when we are in this community together. For more information, visit cdc.gov-coronavirus. And to find a local texting and vaccination site, visit myturn.ca.gov. Hello, my name is uh, Beto, and these are my teammates. Jeray, I'm 24 years old, and I use he, him, and they, them pronouns. I work and go to school at Fresno City College. I'm Alexia, and I just graduated from a dark community, and I will be transferring. Hi, my name is Jaylee, and I go by she, her. I'm 17, and I'm a senior at Madera High. Hello, my name is Jax. Uh, I go by they, she, and I'm senior at Madera High. And today we will be talking about the first section, which will be about personal experience. And the first question in this section would be, what have you guys learned about yourself or your community since COVID? I have learned how adaptive I am to new situations, especially when going outside was not an option that was safe to do. It allowed me to spend more time with myself and my art, as well as study a variety of essential life skills, like cooking and driving. For me, it was a lot about uh, taking time to just really be in the moment and realizing that time goes by fast. And if you don't stop and pay attention to things, um, they can just go by. So I paid more attention to like nature and just being with my family. So one thing I definitely noticed was the unity within the communities. To start off, COVID was very impactful to a lot of people. We lost a lot of people and we went through a lot of lessons throughout that time. And I think seeing everybody unite together and understand the importance of sticking together and making sure you appreciate what you have now before it's too late is something that I've seen growing and is still growing till this day. From what I learned from myself uh, is more about my family. I learned how my family can really, my family was able to adapt to keep each other safe and kind of, or very strict about what we could do and what we couldn't do and how we conducted ourselves when we went outside and uh, I just most I just mostly learned um, new ways of keeping each other safe from well germs and cleaning up and just uh, just stuff like that. What I learned about myself is that I can do many things. I can learn like really quick how to do things. And I mean, before I didn't before quarantine, I didn't like really experiment with new things like um, playing soccer or playing learning how to play guitar. But then once quarantine started, I got like well, I decided to like do more things and I learned that it's easy to learn and it's a, it's a nice thing to do. How has your mentality changed? Your personality, your worldviews, your, or your behavior since COVID? Because of COVID-19, I still don't feel comfortable going into indoor spaces without wearing a mask. The only time I do not wear a mask indoors is when I'm eating or drinking something. I've abided with the restrictions of the pandemic, but now that a lot of the restrictions are being lifted, it's difficult to go back to normal without feeling super anxious. My mentality has changed in the way that um, I take more advantage of the time that I have, and I'm able to realize that 
things can change really fast and you may not know when that change happens and it can change the whole way your life is so just more of being present in the moment and realizing that anything can change so this one would definitely be my patience with myself during quarantine i was a very fast-paced person i wanted to do everything and i wanted to make sure i did it perfect but I understood I had to take the time to appreciate myself and appreciate the little things I did, whether it was to get up and learn a new recipe, to get up uh, and learn skateboarding. I picked up new hobbies, and I think my self-growth stemmed from there. It's the fact that I tried new things, and I was able to be kinder to myself and to the people around me. Since COVID, a lot of me has changed. I mean, like my whole entire perspective of the world has kind of shifted. Um, before it was kind of like a more a me against the world. And then once COVID happened, it was more like uh, instead of being against others, it was trying to work together with them, trying to understand people, realizing that it's not just about me, that there are other people out there and that I don't need to suffer alone. Um, and... I feel like I, everything has become a lot easier because of that, because of my mental, because of the change, because I've seen, you know, other people are suffering and that is just not a one-sided thing now that I, I can kind of understand people better since COVID has happened. Well, my mentality uh, has, has grown a lot. Uh, I've been, well, basically trying to get a job. I've gotten more involved into clubs, uh, volunteering. I have joined well many more things, and um, well on my world views, a lot of people don't listen to the COVID rules that they had, so I always had to like, you know, stay safe. But people just don't listen. For the third question, what was your first reaction when you first learned about COVID? At first, it was something that I didn't think would get so big. Um, there's been similar calls for national attention regarding deadly virus outbreaks, such as the 2009 swine flu or the 2012 Ebola outbreak. These events were during the time I was in grade school, so the best thing I could do at the time was to keep up to date with my vaccinations to be safe. For me, honestly, I freaked out. I was very concerned about it. I feel like social media had a lot to do with that, that I was reading online, all these things. And I just got really scared and all I wanted to do was just be home and not go out. Um, but I definitely needed to be more informed about it. I actually remember the first day I've heard about the COVID virus going around, and that was, I think, sometime in May before school shut down. I remember it was food frenzy. I got a lemonade, and everybody was saying that we were going to take a two-week break, that it was going to be great. It was just a little break. And at first, I just thought it was something really minor, um, like a flu virus. And I didn't think much of it, but I didn't see the severity until after school. I went to go get groceries and I saw everybody took every supply, especially the toilet paper, the food cans. And that's when it hit me that people had genuine fear of this and were stocking up and ready to shelter in their own homes. And that feeling of just dismissing that COVID transformed into something very fearful that was my first reaction to it. My first reaction, my first reaction when I, when I learned about COVID is I remember being in PE um, 
I mean, I've been hearing, I heard stuff about it. I remember watching the news and kind of seeing something about it, but I think it was going. I didn't think it was going to be that serious. And then my first actual kind of experience with it is, I remember being in PE and we were told we weren't allowed to go into the locker rooms for um, a while because there were outbreaks. And I remember us all sitting out in the bleachers, kind of talking amongst each other, like, "Oh, we're not allowed to do PE. This is amazing and stuff like that." And then the next thing I knew, we weren't allowed to go to school at all. And and some of my family were kind of like, it's it's nothing, it's nothing big, it's not a big deal, nothing's gonna happen, we'll all be fine. And then other parts of my family were like freaking out, like buying everything they could and stocking up. And um and I just remember kind of being like, Oh, this is a lot more serious than people were telling me before. Wait, this is a lot more serious than people were telling me before and that maybe I should actually kind of be looking more into it. My first reaction to this was I was really happy because I was like two weeks off school. That's great. I don't like going to school. And then I was scrolling through Instagram and I seen like the very like memes about it. It was like the Corona bottle, the beer. It was just memes about it. So I dismissed it. I was like, oh, it's nothing big. It's just a little like a little flu. I didn't think nothing of it until they said uh, this another week off of school. And then they said that we won't be going back to school. So I was like, okay, it's cool. It's not that bad. It's just, you know, we'll go back next year. And then after I started, like, the news started saying, reporting it, like, how people were dying. Then that's when I knew, like, it got really serious. And I was like, oh, damn. For the fourth question, how was quarantine? Um, How did you cope with stress, sadness, boredom, etc.? And what methods did you use? Yes. Um, And just quickly to add on to what I forgot to mention earlier. However, the beginning of COVID-19 proved itself vastly different from anything I have ever lived through before, and to not know what to expect was the scariest thing. And then to answer your fourth question, I think I dealt with quarantine slightly better than other peers in my age group. I grew up using computers, the internet, and playing video games at very early stages of my life, so I thankfully had friend groups I could talk to and plenty of games to keep myself occupied while at home. For me, um, I coped with it because I was part of YLI at the time, and we did a lot of fun activities. We would have like team meetings. We got to do cooking. We got to uh, learn about things. Uh, we made the Madera Youth Commission book. And all that work that we did, we got to learn more about the vaccine. And it was just like a fun experience overall. On top of that, all the TikToks that were made, like it was just a really great time. So the beginning of quarantine, I definitely took it as a break because before post-quarantine, I was so busy with sports, with karate, soccer, jujitsu. And I really thought this was going to be a short time where I got to do whatever I wanted. I get to lay down and watch TV. But as quarantine progressed, I started to notice myself slowly lose the energy and motivation I had to go out, not like I used to. So slowly my social life started to decrease, slowly into only to talking to animals, (laughs) especially the cats in my neighborhood or in my backyard. I really coped with that by just playing games with my brother. Uh, especially on the Nintendo Switch. He and I (laughs) had so many tournaments, and I really enjoyed that. I think that was the only thing keeping me up, really. But that's how I coped, mainly just using animals, not using animals, but taking care of the animals around the street, playing with my brother, learning new recipes, 
how I coped with quarantine was I got into a lot of different hobbies. Um, I enjoy pretty much trying everything I see. So I um, I already had TikTok because I had it since it was Musical.ly. So I went on there and I had found like a bunch of different things to do. I, I made books. I made journals out of like scraps. I learned how to make coffee paper. I learned how to do all of these different little projects in my room. And honestly, quarantine was really nice for me personally, just because I like staying home and I like being in my bed. The only problem was eventually I did end up developing iron deficiency and um, I uh, I couldn't stay awake when um, when school had started again. I couldn't stay awake in any of my classes. I couldn't, uh, not when quarantine school started again, I couldn't stay awake in any of my classes. I couldn't pay attention. I couldn't focus. And it was really, it was really draining because I was already tired and then having to do school online, which... Um, was difficult I just wait which was difficult I just couldn't stay awake or do anything I couldn't even do any of the projects I liked so eventually quarantine felt more and more not like quarantine felt more and more not how I first envisioned it when I first got into the quarantine I was really excited I could stay home all the time and then as it went on and on I realized oh this might be a lot more draining than I thought originally thought it was going to be. My quarantine, how did I cope with everything was uh, when I was bored, when I was bored, I just went outside and went with my neighbors because they were always out, you know, always had time to hang out. And I also played soccer, you know, just by myself or with my neighbors because, oh, well, we couldn't like really go out or play club or anything. And uh, when I was, you know, sad, all I did was just hop on my PS4, uh, loaded up rainbow, you know and play the game because that's the only thing that that's another thing that i only had for myself um also i learned to do new things like play guitar when i was in quarantine i just got bored one day i was like i'm gonna go buy a guitar and uh just loaded up youtube and learn how to play songs from there and uh that's about it for how how i coped with quarantine for our fifth question how are you adjusting to life right now post vaccine and post quarantine I think I'm adjusting all right. COVID-19 still seems to be ever so persistent and mutating into other variants that are more easily spread, but life goes on and so do we even in the face of a pandemic that's been going on for three years now. In the last couple of months, I left my full-time job as a warehouse worker so that I could focus on continuing my college education and work part-time as a tutor at Fresno City College. All in all, I just want the future for young people and marginalized groups to be a better one we, uh, where we can live our lives without fear, struggle, or pain. I feel like I've adjusted to post-vaccine, post-quarantine pretty well, other than the fact that we missed out on a lot. A lot of people missed out on many things. I feel like we've adjusted to it now. There's still that, you know, taking care of yourself, still going out with the mask. And then when it comes to the vaccine, I'm still not vaccinated. There's kind of that fear of getting the vaccine. And I'm still in processing the decision to get vaccinated. Um, and I feel like many people are still in that path as well. I think I'm adjusting way quicker than I did than in quarantine. I feel less restrictions on me and I'm able to unite with my family more and more, especially going out maybe for a pool day for any birthdays and I feel really relieved but that doesn't mean I still don't see the effects of COVID going around especially with 
COVID cases still being a thing, the effects COVID still has on people that are still affecting them to this day. For me, it's already been such a it's already been such a big thing. Like I've already my family has already gotten used to um spraying things down, wearing masks in areas we need to wear masks and things like that. All of us, pretty much all of us, even like the even the little kids have all gotten our um vaccines and even I just recently gotten my booster and honestly it's just so normalized for us that we all need to get shots we all need to get boosters every now and then we all need to do this and that that it just feels like it's part of my life now you know seeing people or still wearing masks out seeing people still wearing masks out um making sure not to go into very closed areas with a bunch of people it's just very normalized for me now that it's just is not seen as something different anymore. Beto? Um, yeah, how I'm adjusting to life right now would be it's there's it's way there's way more freedom. Like it's not like quarantine. Like I could do way more. I can go out, play soccer, you know, join a club or do this. There's so many more things that I can actually do now. And it's really nice. And yeah, but wearing face masks, well it's like a thing that you need to have now. It's like you need to go out with it. Like, you can't forget it. Like, it's a daily accessory, basically. And uh, I'm still safe wearing a face mask, you know, because I'm not trying to get COVID again. You know, that vaccine really helped, though. The first time I got COVID, the vaccine helped me out a lot. It, I didn't really get, like, the effects like other people had mentioned it. And I was, like, really happy that I got the vaccine. One last question would be, uh, do, you, do you guys have anything you would like to share about your experience living through the pandemic? just know that mental health matters and that you can take time for yourself and learn about yourself and that united we're all strong i would say definitely prioritize your needs and wants spiritually mentally physically prioritize yourself and your own happiness um i would say as a last minute sort of thing like everyone else is kind of saying, prioritize your mental health and what you need, as well as try to get as try to get some sunlight if you really need sunlight, water. Uh, make sure that your body is healthy and not just that you're um, kind of not just that you're kind of allowing yourself to fall down in a slump again. And also, don't forget to try. Like, even if it's just online interactions, don't forget to try and interact with other people. People as a whole need other people just to communicate with, just to talk to. And it shouldn't be so normalized to just be alone all the time. You know, spend time with your family and, you know, enjoy the moments you're with them. Well, this is it for the first section on personal experience. And I would like to pass it on to the next section, which would be led by Jaylee. Hi, my name is Jaylee Alcala Lopez, and today I am co-hosting with my brother, Carlos Alcala Lopez. And for this section, I'll be explaining what a vaccine is, how the vaccine works, the symptoms that you may experience, tips to help reduce side effects, explaining vaccine safety, and lastly, why it is important. All this information from these sections of the podcast can be found on cdc.gov. So to start off a little bit, what exactly is a vaccine? Well, a vaccine is a medical precaution that is often an injection to the boost 
to boost immunity against a particular disease or infection. What precaution means is just a measure taken in advance to prevent something. Hey, Carlos, can you give us an example of a precaution? A precaution is uh, like something dangerous uh, to help prevent something dangerous. What would be an example, though? Like a virus? virus close enough but another precaution for example would be a bike helmet that helps you prevent any damage to your head when falling once we take the precautions of getting the covid19 vaccine our bodies will recognize that the covid19 virus should not be there and will build t lymphocytes and antibodies that will remember how to fight the virus that causes it this is called building immunity carlos do you know what t lymphocytes are no. <laughs> no? Well, based off this, what do you think they do? Mm, protect your body? Yeah, they help protect your body from viruses. When the body is building those antibodies from the vaccine, it is totally normal to have side effects such as tiredness, headache, muscle pain, chills, fever, nausea. Pain and swelling, along with redness on your arm, is also an effect of it. But remember, everybody is different and each person may experience different side effects or none at all. Actually, for me, when I got my vaccine, I only felt a swelling on my arm. And I would also like to ask you guys if you would like to share your symptoms or if you even had any symptoms when getting the vaccine. Uh, well, yeah, no, I didn't have any symptoms. My arm was just sore, but I moved it around so, you know, it didn't feel that bad, but it, it just got sore. And that's it. It was just for like two or three hours. Um, yeah, I also had just kind of like a sore arm. And um, I basically just kind of did little like arm exercises to kind of, you know, help with circulation in that area. And a couple, couple days later, everything was fine with my arm. For the vaccine, I actually, well, the first day I, it was fine. And then I actually had the only the only really side effect I had was I had um, a bad dream. And basically it was um, it was just a really weird dream. And since nobody was home, it was just kind of me suffering with the dream alone. And that was basically the only side effect I really had from from uh, the vaccine. Those side effects may be completely normal and it is actually very common among people but don't worry here are some tips to help you reduce that uncomfortableness so to reduce discomfort and pain where the shot was given apply a clean cool wet towel over it and exercise your arm just like beto did but if you also experience fever dress lightly and keep yourself hydrated it is normal to experience side effects and it is your body's way of telling you that the vaccination is working and is creating antibodies to increase your immunity for the safety of yourself and others. Speaking of safety, how do we know the vaccine is safe? Well, before vaccines are made available to people in the general public, FDA assesses the findings from clinical trials. So they determined that three COVID-19 vaccines met FDA's safety and effectiveness standards. The vaccines being Moderna, Pfizer, and Johnson Johnson. Even after the distribution of the vaccines, there are still ongoing check-ins to ensure your safety, such as V-Safe, which utilizes surveys to monitor how you feel and report your symptoms, if you have any, really. Going back to the three vaccines, 
Johnson Johnson, Pfizer, and Moderna, although not 100% effective, all vaccines are over 90% effective, and the CDC also recommends boosters to help build immunity for new COVID-19 viruses, which seems to have happened a lot. Regardless of what vaccine you get, you will be more protected by taking it versus taking the risk of letting your immune system fight it alone without any help. When you receive the COVID-19 vaccine, you are protecting yourself and the community around you, especially the people who cannot receive the vaccine. Carlos, do you know what groups of people cannot get immunity from COVID because they cannot take the vaccine? Um, babies? Yeah, definitely. Some people who cannot take the vaccine are people who are allergic to vaccines or the ingredients within it, certain cancer patients and newborn babies, just like you said. Did you know though that these people are a part of our community and although they cannot protect themselves, there is a way we can help prevent the spread of COVID to them. For example, did you know studies have shown that expectant mothers who receive the COVID-19 vaccine create antibodies to the virus and pass those to their unborn baby through the placenta or even their breast milk? No, I actually didn't know that. But it's pretty cool, huh? <laughs> this is really important because newborns cannot receive the COVID vaccine. Yet by mothers vaccinating themselves, they are able to pass those antibodies to their children, not only protecting the community, but the people who can't receive the vaccination to even their future children. And that's really crazy to think about how antibodies are made and just passed on. Even when you are pregnant, you can pass those antibodies on to your future child. And I think that's pretty cool. The COVID vaccines offers immunity. How do you think we build the immunity, Carlos? Um, the immunity, I personally believe from the shots. Yeah, so taking the COVID vaccine shot is definitely one way to help build your immunity against it. It offers protection for yourself and others. It also has an over a 90% effectiveness rate and is safer than getting COVID. This concludes my section. I'm Jaylee. I'm Carlos Acala Lopez. And we're happy to have had the opportunity to host this section. For more information, visit cdc.gov. And if you are inspired to support your community by getting vaccinated, please visit www.myturn.ca.gov to find free COVID testing vaccination sites near you. Thank you. Vaccinate all 58. We are Madeira Strong. This was PolicyWise, an intergenerational podcast by Youth Leadership Institute focused on bringing young people into the policy conversation. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at PolicyWisePod. If you have any questions or topics you'd like us to discuss, please slide into our DMs or send us an email at policywise at yli.org. And stay tuned for upcoming episodes.